Hi, it's Dr. Monique Thompson, and today we're going to talk about parent involvement. I'd like to make sure that everybody tunes in today to learn ways, three ways specifically, that you can get involved with your student without losing your mind and without your student wanting to run away from home. So here we are. Number one, this is a hands-on process. There's no such thing as they'll learn this the hard way or it's just up to them. You really do have to be hands-on. If you think of it this way, this is the equivalent of a student buying a home. Or if they were going to community college, it's the equivalent of buying a very nice car. So just like you wouldn't allow your 18-year-old to jump out, even if they took a first-time homeowner's class, and even if they had the money, you would not let them get a contract to buy a home and take on that kind of debt, you don't want to give them this kind of debt either. So it's a hands-on process. Your student will need your help every step of the way. Number two, set a goal. Visit the classes in the schools that your student is thinking about going to. Um, any student has at least a few dream schools they think they may want to attend. There's your sticker price. You know a ballpark amount of how much you're going to need in scholarship money. That sticker price is probably going to scare both of you. But the one way for you to help your student to get on board is to now let your student visit those campuses by themselves. So you want to maybe get a couple of friends together, go visit the campus. You sit down, have a cup of coffee while they tour the campus and find out about the details of that sticker price and what they can and what they can't do to reduce their college fees. This is a wake up call for your student. Trust me, it works. The third thing that you can do, your student needs a few important tools along the way to get their scholarships in order. One of those tools is a winning scholarship essay. In the Zero Debt College Project, we have a number of students who've won scholarships. And one of the things that constantly happens is students still write academically when scholarship writing is a competitive process. So on the third tip, what I'd recommend you do, and this may sound unorthodox to many of you, but remember, this has been working. Your student needs to connect with other students who have been winning scholarships with their essays. They need to connect. So their English teacher or mentor reading over the essay helps a little bit with the grammar and mechanics, but it does them no good because that scholarship is going to have to be given to a winner, not someone who just got an A on the essay. All right. So those are three tips that you can use to be an involved parent. Good luck. Hi, it's Dr. Thompson with a parenting tip. This one is on getting your student to complete a task. I want you to think about the Parkinson's law, which is that work expands to the time allowed. Um, so a tip here is to shorten the amount of time and break a task down into little bite-sized pieces. So let's use a scholarship essay, for example. I'm a published author and even I procrastinate writing. It's just such a typical thing for people to do. Um, so in case your student is procrastinating writing, which is very common and very likely, the first thing I'd like you to do is break the scholarship essay down into bite-sized pieces. One bite-sized piece might be doing the research for the scholarship essay. You always want to use winning essays as your guide and example. So getting the scholarship essay from last year's winner is a great thing to do if it can be found, which often it can. So one bite-sized piece might be locating scholarship essays that have won 
scholarships. So let's say that your student has a scholarship essay that is due on a Friday and it is Monday. Monday afternoon might be 15 minutes. Research, locate three winning scholarship essays to use as models for Friday's essay that is due. So that is a bite-sized piece. And what you'd want to do next is small time frames, right? So 15 minutes of research to accomplish the goal of finding those three essay examples. So there's your parenting tip. Break the scholarship essay down. Break it down into bite-sized pieces. Give a structured amount of time, about 15 minutes for each piece. And one piece to start with when it comes to scholarship essay writing is to locate those winning essays as examples. Good luck working with your student. Remember, we're all in this together. If you have tips that you'd like to share, please send them to admin at whatsoeverisgood.org. Or if you'd like to be on our show, also reach out to us, admin at whatsoeverisgood.org. Remember, you cannot miss every scholarship. All you can miss are deadlines. Good luck. Parenting tip for all students. One thing you can do that's cheap, easy, and actually it's not just cheap, it's free, is visit college fairs. College fairs are free. They happen all around the country. And post-COVID, you can find many virtual college fairs. This is a great field trip for your elementary and middle school students. And it is an opportunity for your graduating seniors to get on the spot scholarship offers and college admission. There's an opportunity for you to interact with many colleges at one time, and you can get very, very useful information. Here's something that you wanna take with you if your student is a graduating senior, a transfer student, or if they are a high school student in ninth or 10th grade, I actually recommend they take these items as well. You wanna take your scholarship resume, you wanna take your transcripts, recommendation letters, and you also want to try to find the person at that particular school that is the dean of the college of which you have a major interest. So for example, you go to the Florida A&M University table. You're interested in political science. So you're gonna to talk to the, the admissions counselor there, and then you're gonna say, well, hey, how do I reach the dean of the College of Arts and Sciences? Or what school does photojournalism fall under? Or what you can find out from that admissions counselor, what dean, is responsible for your particular intended major. Why are you doing that? Because now you want to reach out to the dean if you're a graduating senior and you want to say, hi, I visited the Florida A&M table at the college fair in Tallahassee a couple of weeks ago and the admissions counselor gave me your name. I'd like to set up a five-minute phone call to meet with you and talk about opportunities in my field, internships, scholarships, and learn a little bit more about the department. That five-minute conversation can turn into scholarship offers. It can turn into opportunities for internships. And of all the connections you need at your college campus, the dean is the key. Good luck. Remember our motto, we're all in this together. If you'd like to share your tips, send an email to admin at whatsoeverisgood.org. Remember that if you want to be a guest on our show, we'd love to have you, especially if you're a student on your scholarship journey. When you have questions you'd like for us to answer live on the air, you can reach out to email us, admin at whatsoeverisgood.org. You cannot miss every scholarship. All you can miss are deadlines. Good luck rooting for everybody.
parenting tip on your child feeling like doing a scholarship search. It is an error, a big error to wait for this feeling to come. It is never coming. Um, but what you can do is schedule a time. A lot of parents pick a day of the week or a time of day. I recommend weekly if you have a graduating senior. I recommend that this is something you do maybe once a month or once a quarter if you have a junior. If you have a sophomore, maybe once a semester. If you have a um, freshman, then once a year with you, meaning doing an actual scholarship search with you. If they're not in the zero debt college project, then I recommend that if they are in elementary or middle school, you get your student involved in activities so that they can learn to be coachable, be trainable. They can learn to take leadership and accept direction from others. This way, when they're in 10th, 11th, 12th grade, and it's time for them to take instruction and coaching from someone, they're in a teachable mode. So let's look at what you can do. Imagine that you have, let's leave high school, a college student who needs to apply for scholarships. They haven't been applying. Their semester is about to start. You check on them. They haven't applied or they've been applying for scholarships that there was no way they were going to get like the um, sweepstakes scholarships. You could waste your time having a long drawn out conversation with them or set up an appointment, set up a time, sit down with them and just get to it. I don't recommend that you have a scholarship meeting with your student for longer than 30 minutes. Here's some reasons why. Having the scholarship meeting for a longer period of time, you're just gonna get frustrated. Set aside 15 to 20 minutes, 30 minutes max, and come up with a very tight agenda for that particular scholarship meeting. Meaning maybe you're gonna work on one application, or you're going to do a scholarship search and find two scholarships or you're going to edit a scholarship essay. Pick one thing to do, one time a week, one week at a time. And as you keep being consistent with this, you'll get things done. So error number 1080, waiting to feel like doing something. It doesn't work, but you can get things done if you set aside the time, focus, and track. We do what we track. The more you track, the more you do. So keeping up with it on the calendar, making sure you don't miss these meetings with your student, you'll see some results. Good luck. I wish everybody well. I root for everybody. Remember, we are all in this together. You cannot miss every scholarship. All you can miss are deadlines. If you'd like to submit a question for our show, send your email to admin at whatsoeverisgood.org. If you'd like to be on the show and you'd like to maybe have your student join us for a live Q&A, you're welcome to reach out to admin at whatsoeverisgood.org. We'd love to have you. Take care. Parenting tips. There are no exact recipes when it comes to getting scholarships, but there are some basic ingredients. It's sort of like Southern cooking, where you have the holy grail is bell pepper, onion, garlic. Well, when it comes to scholarships, you always want to look for these things. You want to look for leadership, service, academics, and the special sauce, perseverance. So when you're looking at your student and you see that they have academics but no leadership opportunities, no service, they are not able to persevere, not able to follow through, then those are the areas you want to help them to improve. 
Now what that looks like is gonna vary student to student, but the taste that you're looking for is a full ride. Whether they get one exactly and specifically and fully from the university they plan to attend, or if they create one themselves. Either way, you'll need those four things. Scholarship from leadership, service, academics, and most importantly, perseverance.